going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 280, broken up into two parts, A and B. B. Thank you. 280A will post on 531, the last day of May, will be a discussion on Downton Abbey, a new era, and 280B posting on 63 will be a discussion on Chippendale Rescue Rangers on Disney+. Plus. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Roger... Old Lady Grantham Stillion. Wow. I know, power, power. Wow. No Chris today. But, just so you know, and I think you'll appreciate this, Roger, Chris's name, nicknames this week, was Ugly Sonic. I knew you were going to do that. I knew it. <laughs> I do, To one of you guys, I'm definitely going to do it. But there's no Chris this week. It's just me and Roger. What's going on, Roger? How's things? Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend now, so there's that. Other than that, not a whole lot happening. Still, you, still trying to sell my house. Have you started to... Uh, celebrate Memorial Day by drinking copious amounts of alcohol? No, I'll do that tomorrow on actual Memorial Day when I don't work. And That's why I was so... It, it doesn't matter. Barring the end of the world, there is no way we could record it tomorrow. Or Roger would have... I'd have come in like I normally do. I'd heard the door open. Someone fumble down the steps. Roger come in. 26 beers in. And that's how the podcast. Began. I love that you assume that I have never been intoxicated while I've done this. No, I know before. you have, but <laughs> so never. I just I know that no matter what happened, we had to record tonight for that. I reason. am at my best with some sodas in me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what, what else is going on, Roger? Um, I don't know, man. Did Not, you go to a cookout today? This is Sunday. No, I worked. I've worked every other day this weekend. So okay, well. Memorial Day will be my only day off to celebrate memorials it's supposed, and things. It's supposed to be sunny and nice, at least here in the Ohio Valley. So. It's going to be almost 90 here, which is odd for us mm-hmm. this time of year, but whatever. It, you know, global warming's not a real thing, though. That's not real. I'm not even going to touch that one, because hmm. I want to go back and edit something. Oh, only if you say it, not me. Um, it's been it's been an interesting week. Uh, a couple... My show is really queuing up, um, really... You know, for a few You guys even filming yet? Well, no, because we delayed a week, and it's been really slow. All like, And then all of a sudden, it just picks up, and like now I'm like, okay, I don't have an, I have way too much stuff to do and not enough hours in my work day. But we're going. The I know there's a lot of... I know they delayed a week. They may delay another week. <clears throat> I know there's some conjecture, because they added they added a lot of shoot days, but they don't know how, more, they don't know how much more budget to add, I think, because you know Netflix lost $32 billion in stock development. Just a few like, dollars. Just a, just a few pennies here and there. Um, but I don't. I don't really know what's going on. That's way above my pay grade. But, but I doesn't that delays are doesn't that bad. stretch it out longer for you though? Yeah, I, mean, oh. I, I get paid every week as long as my well, players. I, I, I would just say like, how long will they delay something, knowing that other projects like people would move to other projects, right? Well, that's the thing. A lot of people have you know hard in. Well, they have hard outs, and th- I mean that's just how the industry goes. I mean, so. I know for you guys, it's probably probably more flexibility. But you know, like with people that are actually like. Pay like higher paid actors and stuff like. Oh, you know they a lot yeah. of them do have hard outs. We're like I gotta be I gotta be done with this by like July eighth because I gotta be somewhere you yeah, know no, August first. And when that does yeah. happen, when that does happen, that means I gotta shoot like the weeks before. They gotta shoot Saturday and Sunday, which is extremely expensive. Cost more money. Right? Oh my god! It's, yeah. Shooting a sixth day, it is not too bad, but a seventh day is where you get hammered with the because crew is just getting there, just like yes, give me the money. Give me the money. It's incredible how much money the crew makes on the seventh day. It's almost a small fortune. But, uh, yeah, so there's that. But a lot of times it does happen. I know that on my last show, Harold and, Harold and the Purple Crown, there was a lot of hard outs. So they had to be done by certain times. They were shooting seven days a week, like a couple of weeks, and it's, it's a lot of money hemorrhaged. But, um, yeah, that's stuff like that does happen. But. Well, it's like this is a Netflix thing, right? So is. when's this slated to even come out? Uh, well, the thing is that they don't, have, they don't have to go through, like, the same thing. That well, that's what I mean. Like, their, their time frame's different, Well, right? this is a horror movie. I don't, I can't imagine they want to get it out by this October. I think that's too much of a time crunch. So I'm sure it'll be a whole year before they get it out. But this is supposed to be, I mean, the talk around the office, is, it's terrifying. Some of the set design I've seen. Good. I love scary movies. <laughs> does not. I do not <laughs> love scary, scary movies. movies. <laughs> but it, <laughs> I love when we talk about. The trailers and you're always like nope 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 <laughs> um, I just I don't find know. me one that's good I'm just saying there's not but they're not usually good that's, that's the what problem. I'm that's it's why like, y'all don't like them I remember the nun the trailer kind of looked promising it kind of like could have been scary could have been good but that movie was ass it was ass but a lot of you know, just jump scare after jump scare which is not good but 
Um, I just want it to be good. I want it to, you know, if I'm going to, my name's associated with something, of course I want it to be good. The last Conjuring movie we watched wasn't half bad. That was The Devil Made Me Do It? Yeah. That wasn't, well, none of them have been bad. No, they've the, been okay. The bad ones are like the Annabelles and the... Yeah, that, one, that one was bad. But The Conjuring are always pretty solid movies. I imagine there's another one of those in the works, too. But Yeah, and then we watched like solid. Halloween, and that wasn't good either. No. But that wasn't even scary. That was just stupid. With Halloween Kills? Yeah. I, I, I will... I. It was not good. I'm very upset with that. Mm. And there's a lot of revisionist history with people who loved it when it came out. And they're like, oh, no, I never loved it. Like, yes, you know, you, you, you loved it. Don't do that. I hate when people do the revisionist history shit. Mm. Just admit to it. Um, I was very upset with that movie, that fucking Michael Myers movie. When when, when your character can just, when you're, when you're villain, you just float around without worrying about walls or real physics. It's a problem. You know, it's just, I just don't get it. It just, it, it's confundling to me. I made up a word. That's how confusing it is to me. Confundling? Confundling. It sounds like a Harry Potter word does, but confundless. All right, we're getting off track. So, what else getting into, Roger? Uh, let's see. Watch anything else this week besides you watched the original Top Gun? I did watch the original Top Gun last night, which is good because we're going to talk about double Top Gun next week. Next week is a big is a is all Tom Cruise episode, baby. Hell yeah, brother! (laughs) You have to channel your inner. I don't know what you call it. Your inner. I want you to come in here with a mustache. I can't. Okay, I, I won't shave for I bet for you a week. can. I won't shave for a week. I mean, it'll be bad. Yeah, it, we've established this. My facial hair is terrible, right? Yeah, I want to see it in full glory next week. No, because it's terrible. Because we may be recording a video next week. And if you have an awful mustache, that would be even better. What if I just buy a mustache and glue it on my face? I'll have to judge whether you get to do that by seeing your actual mustache. I'll bring in some options for you. How's that sound? I want you to bring your actual mustache on your face. I won't have one, but fine. I'll bring an actual... I'll just... That's good. Fine, whatever. Good. We're, okay, we're done with that. But next week's two Top Gun movies. Very excited about that. And the return of the of the YouTube videos, our little, you know, five to seven minute funny segments. Roger's going to bring his A-game. He's been, he's been talking about it for weeks, so he's going to bring his A-game, I have no doubt. I've honed my craft. He's honed his craft. Um, so we don't even have scripts. It's hilarious. Is that? So we don't even use scripts. We don't. Nope. We're we don't. better without them, though. That's we don't thing. do show prep either anymore. Can you stop breaking the fourth <laughs> wall? Jeez. That's not true. We do show prep. We do show of. prep. We, you know, I don't want them to think we don't. We just don't do a lot. I want you people to know that we don't. Well, it is what it is, but... Um, I have a visitor from the UK this week. It's been very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, but other than that, we've been... Um, it's been... Really What's cool. his name? That's not nice, Rod. That's funny. <laughs> it is funny. Um, it's just, you know, um, while I'm watching movies, I've listened to... Oh, that's what I want to talk about. Is um, I, watch, I listen to stuff at work. Glory, I listen to... God, that's a hell of a movie. Glory? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Matthew like Brad, so, Yeah, Matthew Brad, Denzel. Denzel, yeah. God, yeah. it's a good movie. Jesus. Small film, small cast. It won, like, it won tons of awards. It won all kinds of awards. There's no one That's a Disney oh. movie. I rewatched uh, Tron Legacy. Like, yeah, Tron, you love Tron, Tron after you watched it again. But, like, didn't just a few weeks ago, didn't we just talk about Tron Legacy? We did. And I don't think we've ever mentioned Tron Legacy as as um, a 30-year-later sequel, but it is. And yeah. I think it's one of the better ones. I think Tron Legacy is pretty good. I watched that a bunch when it first came out. Uh, it was one of the first movies I had on Blu-ray, and it actually sounds incredible if you get into... Uh, like, like a, Punk. Yeah. Oh, wow, it's phenomenal. Well, it's like, uh, you remember we used to work at the electronics store. Like, we used to use that as, like, a sound demo. You use that and uh, Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, you Star Trek, love yeah. Star Trek. I mean, it, it fit all the bill, man. It, it, it filled everything you needed to have. The good sound, good audio, good uh, good voice, all that. Bass and all the fun stuff. Um, but the thing about it, see, that's what I want to... I've been developing a theory that... And, you know, I eventually want to, you know, integrate it into this. I talk about it a lot, but we don't really talk about it, is Tron Legacy wasn't well-received by critics. I remember it was like 65, middling, you know, 65 to 70. Not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, not terrible. But some of those sequences are so damn powerful. That's the thing. It's like... Dude, when she busts him out when all the guys are chasing him through the, uh, the light cycle, like, I think yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and especially the last... The last sequence, where you have Clue and old Jeff Bridges, um, we have Flynn and Clue. Flynn and Clue. Um, and Sam's in the portal, and they're trying to get out, and he's trying to stop Clue from getting to Sam to get the disc. That sequence with the music is so powerful. 
so incredibly powerful. And then to, to kind of predate that, a er, little, little bit of a background there is, you know, Olivia Wilde's character, Flynn has kind of messed with and like made... Now she's like a human. Not she, She's not a, uh, a character in the, in the grid, but <clears throat> she wonders, like, she asks, you know, what's the sunlight feel like? What's it like to put your... What's it like to put your head on the back of someone as they, you know, and just feel something? And then in the end, like, that last, like, 45-second shot... When she's cuddled up behind him on the back of the bike? With, like, the, the, the reeling score behind... Man, it's... Man, that is cinema gold right there. And it's... It just... It's a shame that, like, when critics talk about that, they don't... It's easy. It's so easy. We've got... We're, we're, we're very, you know... We tend to get in that zone of, uh, bad movie's bad... Yes. I try to, we, we, we try to give credit where credit is due, but... I don't Remember, you're allowed to like a bad movie. Well, no, of course. Still was bad. <laughs> I mean, but it's one of those things, that that's real magic in that movie. Like, re, like maybe like I've seen a couple of times in my life in cinema, that's real magic in that movie. And I just, I want to talk about that. I, I really am a big fan of that. So, we re- revisit that one. That's a hell of a track. That's a hell of a soundtrack, too. A score. Man, it's good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, might I suggest The Challenge of the Grid? Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's another one. Disney announced a third one. Good. You better have Garrett Hedlund in it. I wish. I hope it does. And some of the better, some of the writers. I really just want. I mean, to his be... slate's probably not that full. No, I mean he's a good young. He's not the best young. He's young. Actor, but... He young. How old is Garrett Hedlund? I don't know. Probably your age. I'm, well, I mean, I'm still concerned that young. I don't. When do we stop saying? You find yourself young? a young man, do you? You fancy yourself as a young lad? I feel as old as I look. Hmm. Um, yeah, but that's just what I want to talk about. I've listened to a couple others this week, too. <clears throat> he's 37. He's my age. When was he born? Is the same day he's born? Uh... Is it May 16th? No. It's not. Uh, September right. 4th. Did you just make that up? No. Oh, fair. I read his bio, and it said September 4th? 4th? 14th? I like Garrett Hedlund, though. I like him a lot. September 4th. He wasn't very good in Troy. I, I fault him for that. But, but Troy's was, bad. Troy's not a great movie. The director's cuts makes it much better. Same with... We discussed this. Director's cuts don't count. Well, consider, if you will, Kingdom of Heaven. Nope. Which, that's a much better nope. movie with the director's cut. I'm I saying, don't care. It becomes a real... Well, you know, Ridley Scott does a whole... He does a whole video on, like, how they wouldn't let him release the movie. Did you do a whole video it. about how people watch shit on their phones? <laughs> no? Ridley Scott. It's weird he had to make a video about Ridley why Scott people didn't like people. his videos. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's a whole other thing. But, I mean, I... Studio intervention sucks. People that that I agree with. People that aren't creative having a say in the creative process when editing, and that's rough, and I can understand people getting upset. But also, 2005, it boggles my mind that Ridley Scott didn't have full say on... I mean, Ridley Scott was Ridley Scott by, way before then. Like, he doesn't... Why didn't he have full say on his movie? I don't know. And that's, I guess, a good question to ask, but... Well, right, next time I bump into him on the street... <laughs> I'll bring it up. Make sure you tell me what After I shit on him for... <laughs> be like, hey, I caught this video on my phone about you crying about your movie not being that good. Oh, Ridley Scott. Would you care to elaborate? Would you like to expound for on that? For a little bit of background, those who have forgotten, Ridley Scott said millennials... The problem with movies not making money because millennials watch things on their tablets and their smartphones. This is after The Last Duel came out. and it was a, Well, it was a good movie. It was a flop. It did not make any money. It cost a hundred million to make and made like forty five domestic and just Yeah, I mean, but we discussed at the time like the you know, the eight hundred year old rape story didn't exactly drive people into the movies. Yeah, I mean Weird, right? Weird. People don't want to watch it once, let alone the same the same, same story rated three, three times. times. Right, right, yeah. right. Um Yeah, Ridley Maybe Ridley Scott's an idiot. Maybe he put his foot Maybe. in his mouth on that one, but yeah. It, I've it yet to problem. see him apologize to me personally. Ridley Scott, if you want to come on the show, please get a hold of him. As a millennial, he owes me an apology. <laughs> That's right. Isn't that how we're supposed to play this game? The very front of the millennials, yeah. I am. Um, I'm the leading. I'm the bleeding edge of a millennial. That's good. That's and good. I don't appreciate what you're saying with that shit. We uh, we ruined the world apparently to okay. a lot of people. I've heard. Mm. Well, Roger, let's do a show. Do we have to? We do have to. I know, I know, Roger, I know. This is episode 280 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music. Each and every week we talk about the box office, current upcoming releases, what streaming trailers, and movies of the week. Without further ado, and as tradition dictates, the box office. Top Gun Maverick, no surprise anyone took top spot. With a very commanding 124 million domestic Ooh, worldwide. Of that's a good number. Yeah, I didn't. 
And what's the score on Rotten Tomatoes, Rogers? You, I know it's you, at ninety-seven. Dude, that's I'm really excited. I just I hope it's great. I really do. I'm gonna be really disappointed when I hate Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness still bringing in sixteen million domestic. Bringing us worldwide to eight hundred seventy-three. It's not gonna hit the billion-dollar mark. Probably will not. No. Bob's I'm Burgers. surprised by that. But. I am not. I watched the movie. I am not surprised by that. Bob's Burgers. You movie. think that's clever? <laughs> I do, Roger. Mm. I gotta get my jabs in when I can because you always get me. So I gotta, gotta, gotta get them well. Well, I mean, I, I didn't make Doctor Strange. They had jabbed me. That's true. All right. Bob's Burgers number three, twelve point six million. A very disappointing. I told you this would happen. Fifteen million worldwide. Where are all the Bob's Burgers movies fanatic? Where are they all? Uh, I assume that they don't exist. <laughs> I mean, after I, seeing the money that it brought in, yeah. I know they don't exist. Number four, Downton Abbey: A New Era, five point nine million. But the world, well, that was domestic. The worldwide of seventy point five. That's really good. I have to pull the budget on this. I yeah. Well, we'll do that. When we talk about the movies and the bad guys still in the top five. Number five, four point six million, one ninety nine. 199 million. Excellent movie. I hope that hits the... That is a really great movie. That surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. But I'm glad it was really good. There's your box office. Top Gun Maverick, Doctor Strange, Bob's Burgers, Downton Abbey, The Bad Guys. Uh, maybe a little shake up there. We got... Did anything come out next week? Theatrically? Well, let me get to it. Jeez Louise. Wow. Just jumping the gun here. I was just thinking, I don't think anything does. Nothing important. Let's take a look. Current and upcoming releases... Roger, fill time for once and once. Fill time. Gotcha. So I'm watching Grayson. He's typing into his keyboard aggressively. Damn it, Roger. Shaking his head. That's not, He's not still so, typing. Oh, my. You you just frustrate me so much. I can't even. If someone's like, how old are you, Roger? Like, how old are you? I'm like, I don't know. All I did was ask you a question. I know. I know, Roger. I know. You have that I've never forgotten my own age. Well, so this weekend, um, Bob's Burgers and Top Gun Maverick, June 3rd, Frank and Penelope... Penelope. Penelope. And Watcher, which I don't... We haven't... What? Wait, wait, what? That's a movie? Frank and... Frank and Pen, Penelope. Pen, <laughs> say it. Say Penelope. Penelope. <laughs> and Watcher are next week's releases, June 3rd. June 10th is Jurassic World Dominion, small little movie you may have heard of. And then there's nothing until the 17th, which is Pixar's Lightyear. And then June 24th, The Black Phone and Elvis. I'm really excited for Elvis. Very excited. Um, and then... July 1st starts off strong with Minions, Rise of Gru, followed by Thor, Love and Thunder on July 8th, or 8th July, 2022. And July 15th, which is a Friday, Bed Rest, Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank, and Where the Crawdads Sing. Which, I, the more I see that Where the Crawdads Sing trailer, the more excited I get for it. I like a good murder mystery, I like a good thriller. You know, they've done well, they're very well, like powerful. I said, it's a gigantic book. Like, I guess it's a series, like, massive book. So. And that's one you haven't experienced yet on your... I know you're a big uh, books on tape guy. No. Uh, you know what, though? I, I did. I, mean, I wanted to say this earlier. Um, we talked about Michael Bay recently, and the next thing he has slated is the Robopocalypse. I read Robopocalypse. What, what do you think? It's right up Michael Bay's alley. I can imagine Like, yeah. I'm here for this. Okay. I'm All sure right. he's going to fuck it up bad, but I think it's within his realm of stuff he can do. Ambulance is pretty good. Listen, if he gives me more ambulance and less Transformers, I'm good with that. It's called Robopocalypse. What do you think he's going to give us? I need more storytelling right. like Ambulance. I got you. Or The Rock. Preferably... I need more storytelling <laughs> like the Ambulance movie. Fair. Whatever. <laughs> um, Nothing against The Rock, but I need more the Ambulance. The first Transformers was pretty story-intensive. The rest of them were not. But the first one was... It was a good... A solid seven, seven and a half, I think, right? That's probably fair. Yeah. But then it's just a, just a sliding scale down. Yeah. Massive off a cliff scale down. Sure, sure, sure. But the There's probably a zero in there. Which one? The night one? And I, yes, I had to ask which one because there's a couple that I, I could consider zeros. The one where he's riding Grimlock, the dinosaur with the sword, like four. a cowboy. Is That's that four? Extinction. Okay. Okay, so when he comes out of the, when he comes out of the trees riding a robot dinosaur... Carrying a carrying a huge sword, that's awesome. It's not though, because I watched that movie. I know it's <laughs> yeah, not. but that's it by itself is an awesome thing. That's a Kate Yeager event. 
Cade Yeager. You hate that name. It's terrible. We have yet to find a worse name than Cade Yeager in film. And every time I think I might find one, I'm asking Roger and Ron, I'm like, no. Cade, I'll find one. Cade Yeager still takes the cake. So, Roger, you're going to get some. You're going to get some names in Robo Apocalypse, though. <laughs> I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Well, if they actually adapt the book well, you're going to get a lot of uh, uh, Native American tribes people because that's a big part of the book. And you're going to get some interesting names that come with that. So there are robots in the Native American. Uh, they it actually this. becomes a stronghold of humanity. Yes. So alternative history story is it? No. Or is it like well, future? I'm, okay. Okay. Fair, fair. Future story. You know, like sentient robots. Not a lot of that happened in the past. Well, you said Native Americans in the robots. I thought there maybe some weird. I would like you to note in 2022, Native American people still exist, sir. Thank you. All moving right. on. Before moving on. Before That's I'm right. Got that show. Mm-hmm. Moving on. All right. Um, August, of course, starts off strong with uh, bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah. Easter Sunday, secret headquarters, and bullet train was move up to August fifth. I wonder why they moved it up to a week that already had three other releases. Well, bodies, bodies, bodies. Easter Sunday and secret headquarters were always on the fifth. Bullet train is now on the fifth, and I don't know why. That's Chris's movie. I'll have to ask him why. Five movies that... I mean, we'll, we're, we're going to cover Bullet Train and Secret Headquarters. Not Triple Body? Mm, I, no. I don't think that we're going to... Bodies, 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 I think can probably not happen, but... And then August 12th, The Man from Toronto. There... August sucks. <laughs> the it's man good, to from, see, good to see nature is healing. August has terrible movies again. The Man from Toronto. Then the 19th is Beast. And then August 26th, The Bride... Fear, Samaritan. Have you heard of any of these? Like, if any kind of... Is it like Fear, like the mid-90s movie with, like, Mark Wahlberg? You mean Primal Fear? Yeah. With uh, Edward Norton and Richard Gere? No. That's that not was, what I mean. That was Primal Fear. No, it's something else. Then. Continue. I'll okay. figure it out. Uh, and then it's really... I, I think it's. I think we're getting a little far in the... Because I don't... I think a lot of them are distant after that. Um, but Avatar re-release September twenty third, nineteen ninety six movie Fear starring Reese Witherspoon and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I do. I remember the poster for that. Yep. I do remember the poster. I am excited for the Avatar re-release for James Cameron to and reclaim his number one spot. That's on Encore. It's number one spot. Five thirty five on Friday. Fair just for people tuning in for <laughs> <laughs> that. You can watch on Encore. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Well, there's your upcoming. I'm really disappointed in August, but I mean. I'm always disappointed in August, because August is where movies go to die. Well, until they jammed everything into, remember the post-COVID release schedule, they just jammed everything into wherever, and then August still sucks, (laughs) and that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Figure it out. Man, it's going to be weird. We might have to go from streaming for that one for that month. Oh, sweet chair. Let's take a look at what's streaming, and admittedly, I did skip HBO Max last week. We went right to Netflix, so we'll rectify it this week. Um... I don't know if you watched this, Roger, but Harry I Harry really Potter. It. Yes, but no. Oh. Borg versus McEnroe. Uh, I did the, not watch that. I, hear it's, I know what it is, but I hear it's, uh, I hear it's pretty good. Janice Metz, uh, Severe Goodnison, uh, Shia LaBeouf. I've actually, in Stellan Skarsgård 2017, that's an intense movie, and I like Shia in that movie. I thought he was great. Well, when Shia, the less weird he is, <laughs> the better Shia we get. Well... Remember when we talked about the Peanut Butter Falcon? We loved it. Yeah, Peanut Butter Falcon's a great movie. That's a, a phenomenal See, that movie. matters, though. is because he's not afraid to take a movie that's weird, and that doesn't make it any better for him, though. No, you're, you're right. But, I mean, he's kind of on the outs of Hollywood, isn't he? Like, isn't he still kind of that weird... I don't know. He went crazy for a while, but... I don't know. What's the last time we watched him in that Pieces of a Woman movie with Vanessa Kirby? That's really good. Yeah, that movie's really fucking depressing. That's hard to watch, though. Yeah, like, not fun. It's like that... No, that movie was really good, though. It's like that first one on Netflix we watched. It was Mudbound. Mudbound, which... The Depression-era movie, you cannot... It's a it's a 9 or a 10, but you cannot watch that I don't movie want to watch Mudbound once anymore. Once or twice a year, no. you just get depressed. Uh, and if you missed a small little indie movie, Dune, by De- Dennis Villeneuve, check yeah. that out. Small movie. Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Zendaya, Jason Momoa, which I've just seen for the first time without a beard. It looks different. He looks like he's 12 years old, that beard. Is that, is that your excuse? Yes, we'll go with that. That's my excuse. Yeah, uh, Javier Bardem, 2021. Small cast. Uh, won tons of awards, was nominated tons of awards, as deservedly so. Very excited for the part two of that, which we'll probably see, what, three years-ish? 
I bet you it's before that. But so. Yeah. And I'm going to pull another one out that we I think we both loved. Kong Skull Island. Skong. Thank you for that. Yep. Director Jordan Vogt Roberts. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, Samuel Jackson, Brie Larson, John C. Riley, John Goodman. 2017. And I think Jordan Vogt Roberts is still the guy slated to make the Metal Gear Solid movie. So I don't know how I feel about that, but we'll see. I'm, uh, that's one of my top all-time gaming franchises. Is so Oscar we'll Isaac going to be Solid Snake? I That's the rumor. I don't know if it's been confirmed, confirmed, but Oscar Isaac seems to be behind it. So that, to me, is a mistake. But the voice is Why? everything with Snake. The voice is everything. Without the voice, you don't have a character. Period. I mean, I just watched a series where he did, like, four different voices at any given time. So, Yeah, but if you played Metal Gear, you know the Snake voice, and you know it's got to be that. Or it's not going to work. It's my personal opinion. I don't know. Let's talk about some trailers, Roger. It's a big man. It's a big week. we got lots of beautiful men we're talking about this week. Let's talk about Thor Love and Thunder. Start us off Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Taiki... Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. back in the directing chair, as Thor Ragnarok was a huge success. It's what success. Like kept Hemsworth with the character. He was going to punch um, out after the Avengers. And so we, we saw the teaser trailer, which to me was, a, was preparing us for the death, some major death. I don't know who, but now we've seen, I know we still started getting images of Christian Bale in what looks to be Lord Voldemort, Lord Voldemort makeup. But Christian Bale... His name is Gore the God Butcher. Well, that's a great name. Well, it's not case? as good as Voldemort. Fair, fair. Um, I'm Christian Bale. When he commits, he commits. Yeah, no, he's so. good. So you think he actually became an, an unkillable <laughs> yeah, yes. celestial uh, being? Yeah, I think he yeah. did. But he's I that would, dedicated I to his craft. For Christian Bale to take this, it had to be. He had to have read the script and been like, "Okay, I'll do it." Um, I know because I did work on a couple of Christian Bale movies. The Batman was one. The Dark Knight Rises, and another one. Out of the Furnace, which I've recently, re, which I've recently re- revisited, there was a lot of changes they wanted to make in that movie. I remember the director wanted to make, and Christian, as big as he was then, wasn't okay with the changes, so they couldn't make the changes in the movie, which I thought was interesting, an actor to carry that much weight. Uh, however, I imagine that Thor Love and Thunder, I'm, I imagine is going to be Chris Hemsworth is done. What do you think about that, Roger? I don't think it's happening. You don't think Chris Hemsworth's done after this one? No. There's got to be. Here's the thing. I think if we, I think we would know if he was already. You know what I mean? I mean, fair. But he's wanted out for like five years now. Yeah, but Taika Waititi brought him back, man. And I think he would have brought him back with the hey, you know, let me do this direction. You know, and then we're going to do Love and Thunder, and then we're going to let you close it out with Thor 5. You know, like, make his own little trilogy inside of the bigger bigger thing. Bigger with, picture. Sure. I think that makes more sense to me, because obviously the two Infinity War movies in between don't really, aren't really Thor movies. You know, he's a major character in that, but that's not part of his arc. Well, another thing that I think I've, even I've stopped, stopped thinking about lately is Loki, because, I mean, he's... He's not going anywhere. No, that's my point. He's Loki's still in the story, although I don't know how they're going to bring. Like, is it still Thor's brother that we know Loki, or is that guy dead? We have no idea because because is, but I, we don't. Loki does all kinds of weird. He's shit a time could, variant, that's so the thing, it's like, we don't know. They never got that moment, Loki and Thor, where they were fighting together for complete survival. We never got that moment, and we're they deserve that moment in the story. The those two brothers. Do you remember the scene on the cliff where they were kind of feuding and then all of a sudden Odin um, Hopkins is dying and they they go to the cliffside with him as one of their best memories. Are you Thor, God of Hammers? Oh, that's right. <laughs> my favorite that's, lines. Um, we never. I mean, we got to get that scene before they before Chris. Hemsworth He's already dead, though. You're not getting that scene. I think we might get it in some way or another, but. Um, I'm really excited for Thor: Love and Thunder. Thor has become one of my favorites of the Avengers. I think his story is one of the stronger ones. Uh, I'm I like the fact that Natalie Portman's back. She's got to earn my trust again because she's the one that stepped out of the role. Mm. But she willingly wanted out, and she I don't... didn't consult you. <laughs> she did. So okay. Did she consult you? No, I didn't. Did I'm not feel, that kind of guy that gives you a shit feel though. Insulted then too. I mean, I'm just happy we have like Natalie Portman, a very capable actress, in a role like that. Natalie Portman, if you want to come on the show and defend yourself, you're more than welcome to defend yourself against Grayson. <laughs> Fair. Just know you have an ally in Roger. <laughs> 
just now. Fair enough. Um, I think we're excited for that one. I don't th- that, that's impossible. I don't think anyone's not excited for Thor: Love and Thunder. Let's talk about Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Um, let's talk about it for a second. What's this movie about? The end of well, I think more aptly, it's going to be about the end of Ethan Hunt. Dead Reckoning. Well, because we still have a lot of the characters from. They may have closed out the villain from, what was it? Um, six. Five and six, who was the same villain yeah. in five and six. They may have closed his and him out, but, I mean, the same character is still in it. You know, Re- Rebecca Ferguson, Ving Rain's been around since the beginning. The beginning. Um, I mean, a couple of characters, what's, um, who'd you say, Age Well, Simon, Simon Pegg has been around since the third one. Um, the thing about Ethan Hunt is, he's, those movies, so the first one. And he great. also doesn't age. Tom Cruise. He's a cyborg. (laughs) He's. I wouldn't be surprised if someone's like, "Oh shit!" He was Tom Cruise's robot with human skin. Well, I thought about that yesterday. I was I was watching uh, Top Gun. No, I was like, "How old he is?" Because like that's eighty six, nineteen eighty six. I was four years old when that movie came out. I was one. Yeah. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's like, how is this a thing? Well, I mean. It's important, I think, to close. I mean, I, I would imagine an actor as big as Tom Cruise, he wants, he wants to go out, a heroic, like James Bond. I was surprised the way they killed off James. Sorry, spoiler from months and months ago, but they killed off Daniel Craig's James Bond in a very. I didn't think they were going to be. You've ruined it, but, everything. What's that? You said you've ruined no, I everything. Haven't. Everyone's seen that movie. They know what happens. It's also very good. Yeah, the it death is. Of James Bond. I was surprised at how emotional I got during that death. I cried a little bit. Um, yeah, well, because of the daughter and. Things. Yeah, but, you, yeah, because my biologies were acting up, and somebody was cutting an onion, and that's <laughs> <laughs> really fucking. Dusty that's something in my eye. Yeah. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I would imagine Tom Cruise is gonna Ethan Hunt's gonna go out heroically. And saving the world. You think he gets a missile dropped on him like James Bond did? (laughs) Stopping nuclear annihilation in some way. I don't think it's going to continue without him, though. Think he stops with a dead reckoning? Good one, Roger. You like that? I do. Using that old brain pan. Yes, sir. Come up with that. Uh, I I don't think it's going to continue. I think once Ethan's dead, that series is over. What, what, what What do you think? Well, I mean, it would be hard and... I hate to say things like a, a series is over, especially something like Mission Impossible, where, I mean, he's been in that role since I was in high school, so it'd be... 91 weird. or 92? No, 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 quite that old, but... Really? Yeah. 94 or something like that, 95? The second one came out when I was a f- freshman or sophomore That was college, 2000. So. It came out 2000. Yeah. So, it's weird to think that they would try to go on without him, but you never know far enough down the line. It's interesting, because remember, Mission Impossible, how it all started was a TV show, so... It wasn't a big giant movie franchise until they made it one, but I don't think you could have it without Ethan Hawke. I wouldn't try, or mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke, Ethan uh, Ethan Hunt. Hunt. Um, I wouldn't try, but I don't know what goes on in people's heads with rebooting things anymore. So, well, just, you know, stuff I, can stay dead for a while. It's okay. Yeah, they should stay dead for a while. Come up with new stuff. Give us new interesting stuff. But, I mean, it's got a great cast. We love Rebecca Ferguson. We love all the, she the rest has of the an cast. Eye patch. <laughs> You're obsessed with the iPad. It's awesome. <laughs> Maybe when we talk about that movie, you wear an eye patch. I wore an eye patch once when I was in high school. Did I ever tell you that story? Like because you needed it, or yeah, no, because I injured myself. You injured your like, cornea or something? I I abraised abraised my cornea. I had a like a lightning shaped scar, like a Harry Potter Harry scar Potter, across Harry my uh, scar. Nice. across my eyeball. Because I I hit a uh, walnut with a golf club and it exploded and projectile directly into my eye. You know that's very Roger. That yeah. Is 100% no, listen. Roger. And you know what's even better about that <laughs> oh is being 15 and wearing an eye patch to high school. Yeah. Because really fucking awesome. That's good for you, man. I'm yeah. So, it was, I'm so happy that happened to you. I'm it so was happy. great because it wasn't a cool jaunty pirate eye patch. It was a mm. big like. I survived World War Two eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> like with my head wrapped around. You like, I was in a triage unit on a Normandy beach somewhere. It was not great. <laughs> it was not the best. Got hit with some grenade shrapnel. Yeah, yeah I took shrapnel. Yeah, shrapnel is what it was. Walnut shrapnel, for sure. <sighs> Buddy, that was not great. No, you were acting like an asshole and you were punished. The, war- the you know. You I was acting punished. like a 15-year-old and hit something True. with a golf club. I don't know why I was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, Roger. You were definitely being an asshole. Oh, um, man, that sucks so bad. Do you have any pictures from that? 
No, I don't think. I mean, it's back before everybody had phones. Yeah. Ago, yeah. No, that was many years ago. I'd love to see that picture. I'm sure we'd all love to yeah, see that. Yeah, that was approximate like 97 or 98 when that happened. I was 12. Not, not great. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. Mm, yeah. That's awesome, though. I'm so happy that happened to you. Yeah, me too. It was great. Good, good, good. good. Perfect in every um, way. I, we're, we're very excited for Mission Impossible. I think, I, I mean, I love the, you know, the James Bonds, the Ethan Hunts, the, the, the Jason Bournes. There's a couple more in there, too. Roger, we talk about them all the time. Who, who are the other ones like that? The other Egon ones? Spangler. No, no, oh. no. <laughs> he's, he's a Ghostbuster. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I think with that for a second. Like, um, there's a couple others like that, but they all have their their own like stories. I, I like they all stay in their own lane. But all right, uh, and let's talk about the Gray Man with the two most beautiful men on the planet, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Chris who, Evans has a mustache. I and it's, love the mustache. It's a thing. It's love the mustache. It's a thing. I mean, it looks like a cool action movie. It's Hitman versus Hitman. It looks like it's a Netflix. Netflix movie, but it's weirdly only rated PG thirteen, which I find odd. You know, I didn't see that until you pointed it out, but that is very strange. But it's just copious amounts of violence, so they're going to speak real nice to each other, I guess. I mean, friendly, friendly banter. You think they're friends in real life? They're boys. Ryan Gosling. Oh, I bet you they are. They're in the Handsome Man's Club. Yeah, they probably don't call it that. <laughs> they probably I just like, know. hey, Ryan. Hey, Chris, they give, like, the upward head nod. The upward head nod. Hey, you want to get a drink later? Yeah, man, text me. All this, right. This is a big movie for Netflix. It's a big, it's a big budget. Um, it's got it's a, a Russo Brothers profile, movie. But outside the outside the Avengers universe, they don't make good stuff. Yeah, we watched that. What was that? Chadwick Boseman movie. 21 Bridges? Yeah. And that movie's um, real bad. There's no one... There's they've done a few more. I don't know. I forget. Oh, what that's the last one I remember with uh, a Mar- former Marvel person. There's been several. If you want to look that up, bro. There's been several. I don't. More. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> the Russo, maybe by themselves, but maybe not both of them. But I know that Joe Russo has done some things, and the other one has done some things. Uh, but the Gray Man looks interesting. I'm again. I don't want to judge until I see it. But I'm on Netflix. I'm sure we'll cover it that week whenever it comes out. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'm pulling the filmography recently. So oh, brother. they did Extraction. Oh, th- yeah, that's a great... Fucking Chris Hemsworth, that's a great movie. They also did Cherry. The Tom Holland movie. Oh, the Tom Holland movie, yeah. That was they really are about working with all the Avengers people. Well, why wouldn't you if you could? I mean, if That's you true. Them, you know? Sitting at lunch table one day, hey, Chris. It looks like Extraction is... Extraction 2 is coming out. Is only being written by Joe Russo. Not directed. By I him. love the first extraction. I thought that was we know, one of buddy. Netflix's best. We, we know. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, we know. When's this, is the same when the second one's slated to come out? Mm, hang on. It's gotta be. It's gotta be within the next year. It has to be. It's been a while. Extraction was twenty twenty. It doesn't have a date. I know. I know. It's been done shooting for a while now, though. I know. Officially the wrapped on it. Uh, April sixth. So. Mm. Yeah, I know the accountant that worked on it. She said it's. Uh, it's been. It's done for a while. So, all right, Roger, let's talk about a little movie that's done $70 million box office, Downton Abbey. Yeah? Let's get the particulars out of the way first, though. So, hey, guys, I watched Downton Abbey for the first time. Ever. Well, it's no no secret that you're not a fan of the show. You don't watch the show, which is fine. But Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter 85, and the audience score, you want to take a guess? Uh... Same as Top Gun. 97? 97% for the audience score. Man. So, let's get some These Rotten Tomatoes love their Brit drama, huh? They do. All right. They do indeed. Let's get some particulars out of the way, though, shall we? There's a big cast here. Yeah, well, it's always a big cast at Downton Abbey. See, I don't Um, know. Directed by Simon Curtis. Uh, Of course, I'm going to read the, just uh, as we go, Alan Leach, Tuppence Middleton, strong name, Hugh Bonneville, Maggie, the immortal Maggie Smith, uh, Jim Carter, Michelle Dockery, which, she because was, I watched this movie, I have to revisit The Gentleman sometime. I Even just watched that again. That's like two weeks ago. That's a good movie, dude. What'd you think of it? Did you love it? Did you love it's the still time? awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Same with, like, Nobody. Oh, man, I love the yeah. John Well, Wick. we I told you, too, that I just recently watched uh, Wrath of Man again. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's I, the day I got my sound system redone. We watched Math, Wrath of Man, and yeah. That's a hell of a movie, too. Mm-hmm. Stay them, man. He, did, he makes good movies. Elizabeth McGovern... Dude, uh, Maggie Smith is 87 years old. Did the math yesterday. Yeah, that's okay. She's 87 years old. She'll turn 88 on her next birthday. Fair. Because I can actually do mathematics. Thanks, Roger. And <laughs> I appreciate that. 
Yeah, you know, I just have Google tell me things like that. Because Google has never been wrong, ever. I didn't... When, when Harry when Potter started... 87. Harry, well, that means so when Harry Potter started, she was 67. No, 66. As Professor McGonagall. I mean, you're right, she was a, a young lady then. <laughs> a young lady in her prime. Yeah. I didn't think there was any way she was I mean, I didn't say she wasn't in her prime. I don't, don't do that. That's mean-spirited, sir. Jeez. Oh, all right, Amelda Staunton, Penelope Wilton, James Collier. Yes, Penelope. Leslie Nichol, Dominic West, which I love as Guy Dexter. Henry He's got Brandon. an awesome mustache in this movie. He does. He does, he does. Hugh Dancy, uh, Brendan Coyle. Let's talk about it, Roger. What's going on in this movie, Downton Abbey? Tell us. Um, so there's like a bunch of stuff happening in this movie. This is, um, the main thing is, is they've inherited a villa in France. Well, a movie Lady is Grantham has inherited a villa. Sorry, of Lady Grantham has inherited Villa of France. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a movie being shot at Downton, and some other subplot. And like everybody's getting married to each other, apparently. Like that's a big deal here too. Well, people all pairing each other off, I guess. Well, but t- here's the thing. Now, I don't know why that matters, but apparently it must matter. My parents love Downton Abbey and are up on it. I, I, I'm just never fallen into the Downton crowd. I've seen a few episodes here and there. Never been huge on it. We did talk about the first, or at least I did. I don't know when it came out, but I did not talk about that. Okay, movie. so, but I mean, we've the show has covered both the movies. Um, to me, this seemed like just a longer episode of a TV show. So I did get that feeling. So this movie's just a shade over two hours long, but I felt like I watched an entire, like season's worth of drama here um not that it was bad but it was just weird because it'd be like hey there should be a commercial here <laughs> this episode should end here like it well, just it felt did, that it way. did the thing where like it would cut away from a scene and then use like the use like the the, the miniature as the backdrop yep. to get you back into downton so wait um with downton abbey the tv show how long were the episodes were they hour long were they an hour. 45 so i'll find out i think they're an hour give me a second one thing this movie doesn't do a good job of doing, and I, I think this supports the idea of they just kind of expect you to know. Going, I mean, look, if if you're not a Downton Abbey fan, and you don't have a podcast, if you know you're not, you're not going to be like, oh, I'll go watch the movie. I'll know what's going on. You're not going to do that. So I think that's what's going on here. Um, they don't do a good job of setting up who's who because they don't need to spend the time to do that. Okay, so. Episodes range from as short as 47 minutes all the way up to 93. So let's consider it, you know, four 45-minute episodes here. Or four 30-minute episodes here, because I can also do math, like I stated. Uh, well, so it just it, it seemed like a good way to do it. Now, I'm sure I there's a key death in this movie. I won't oh. say good, But I'm sure this movie, like, that's the reason they... Maybe made. it's someone who's roughly 87 years old that we may Maybe have talked about. Maybe. Maybe. Hypothetically. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. I imagine this movie was made for that reason. Um, I want to close out the character. But look, so, uh, you know, yeah. we'll talk about more in depth here, whatever, but what they do at the end of this movie is they definitely leave it open if they ever want to do more stuff in this world, they, they can. And now they have a whole new fancy place in France to play with. <laughs> they, they do indeed. And a movie that they could... But So let's talk about just the visual style that is Downton Abbey. So let's talk about... It is... What Downton Abbey is, is I think a romanticized vision of high society living at that time. Sure. And I think people generally like that kind of vision. You know, everyone's wearing you know, fancy gowns, dresses, suits. Everyone looks to be looks to be, you know... A million bucks. I look so tiring to dress like that every day. God damn it. Um, But I think people enjoy that romanticized version of... Which is nothing wrong with that. Same with, like, what's the... uh, Bear McCreary does the music. The Highlander. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'm talking about that show that's on Hulu. Highlander. That's on Stars. Oh, so people like... They like different kind of niches in the visual style of certain things. And I think that's why people glommed onto Downton Abbey. So they, they just like to like escape to that for an hour. Every sure. Week. I mean, you get to get hooked to a character. I mean, I can see that they have very well developed characters as somebody who, you know, who dropped in for this movie on a flyby. But, you know, the thing is with somebody like me going in and never seen it before is I get an idea pretty early on who the important people are. You know, because the people that get to talk a lot. Because there's a thousand people in this movie, oh, yeah. right? And you get to see legitimately a handful of people that are on screen for less than two or three minutes. 
and you understand that, hey, their story doesn't matter. You know, the story matters. Well, is, they get their contractual obligatory yeah. three or four lines. Hey, I always parted down. Yeah, 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 I yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, but it makes you wonder, was the TV show like that? Like, were there people that you just saw in passing, like, once a month? I'm sure, I mean, they have tons of servants that, unless the episode is dedicated to that servant, wouldn't ever say They would just be there mm-hmm. in the background. So, sure, I mean, it's a better time. <laughs> I, would, I would like to live high Where society. the servants are in the background where they belong, huh? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not editing that one out. Nope, don't um, do it. I'd like to. I would like to. I would like to live in that time. I just think it'd be interesting to just, know, just a different time, man. We're we're so far removed from that, that era of living. But I mean, I I agree with the. I like the. The budget for this movie is only forty million. Well, so that, that makes sense. They're though, they're rolling up. That makes sense. And I mean, I'm sure some of those episodes just. And I'm sure filming this took almost no time at all. So people are all like they're really into it. Uh, but it's, there's an interesting thing here where we're moving from, in 1928, we're moving from silent movies to talkies. Mm. And one thing I did appreciate with this movie is it does do, because a lot of those stars from the silent movie era, like, for example, Buster Keaton, he didn't make the jump to talkies because his voice was awful. He didn't speak too good. Yeah, but a lot of them, now there is, they do that in this, in this where the actress who is, She's certainly a, Brit- a beautiful woman, but her voice is terrible. It's not good. So they, she, without how the plot develops, she would not be a movie star anymore. But they somehow managed to bring the plot back around where she's doing the acting, and Michelle Dockery's character Mary is doing the voiceover. Doing some voice dub. Which to me that's interesting because I mean that's and I I mean for me someone who enjoys the craft of filmmaking from any age. I like to see what the sound guy was doing. I think it's so cool that they're burning it onto the wax. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah. how sound. Yeah, done, it's though. nuts, that's, man. Well, again, that is also it took a lot longer than what they showed you. Too, oh sure, it's, it's like in a movie when they're when they're like they have one camera and one light and they're and you think that like making movies that simple. It's not that simple, but it is that simple. It's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yes. Um, fine, fine, whatever. Hey, I bought an eight millimeter projector. Forgot I to mention that earlier. You told me. Yeah. You told me. I have eight millimeter prints, sixteen millimeter prints, and thirty-five millimeter prints of stuff I've made. So good. We can certainly view that. Is it Super Eight? No, it's on Super Eight. It's not Super Eight. Okay, I meant on Super Eight. But it fine. is on Super Eight. Yeah. Good. The Kodak Vision. Film. I think I can run it. Well, we can certainly do that. And, you good. Know, for sure. Uh, I really thought it was cool when, for instance, the the movie, the movie, The Gambler, uh, when they which is not the sweet Kenny Rogers song. Or the Mark Wahlberg movie. That was not sweet. That movie sucked ass. It did. It wasn't, wasn't great. Most Mark Wahlberg movies are bad. Remember Mile 22? Horrendous, no. <laughs> horrendously terrible. There's some good ones, though. I mean, he has some... Does he, though? Kate Yeager. All right, moving on. He, it was interesting how they you see the old craft of the cinema. For instance, when the dealer would drop the chips, they would... They'd have to actually the, do it into yeah, a microphone. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, and Dominic West... Now, I've always liked Dominic West since he has a gift. He really does. The way that man speaks, he has a gift. And I think it's one of the better movies that's demonstrated in is 300. When he's talking, when he's trying to get the council to go against um, Leonidas' Leonidas's wife. Uh, he, he speaks very well, and he's very eloquent in his line delivery. He's, but I've always loved, whenever I see Dominic West, I get very excited. I love the stuff he's, he's in. Because I just I hope one day I get to work with Dominic West. I, I would I would cast him in anything. I you want to call him up, Dominic West? You want to come on the show? There you, you go. Open invitation. Uh, but I'll reach out to him for you. Thanks, Roger. But Andrew that. Garfield knows him. For those who want some context, Roger, one day with Andrew Garfield will hang out, and they won't invite me. Nope, sure won't. They'll send me pictures. You're a of them. loser. They'll, they'll send me pictures of them hanging out, but they won't invite Doing me. Doing sweet Spider-Man things. Sweet. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, there's so much in this movie to like, but it's not. There's no. There's no action in this movie. There's no running, gunning. There's no car chases. It's just not enough, there's not enough violence at Downton Abbey for you. <laughs> not sure. It's just there's but, even very little scandal. There is very right? little scandal. This is just a story. Well, there is kind of a scandal, though. Mm. Mr. Beautiful Man director Hugh Dancy is hitting on Michelle Dockery's character. I mean, look. Shoot your shot, son. That's what you want him to do. I mean, sure. That's all you can do is shoot your shot. I mean, some other people shooting their shot in this movie. It happens. What did Wayne Gretzky say? 
you miss 100% of shots you don't take. Thanks. Thanks, Wayne Gretzky. Thanks. It's almost like Nicole Kidman every week telling us why we love movies at AMC. Yeah, Thank it's you, great. Because we wouldn't know otherwise. When was the last time you think she sat in AMC? You think she's ever watched a fucking movie in an AMC theater? I don't think so. I mean, probably. Maybe, like, when she was, like, super young, like, before she became Nicole Kidman. Probably wasn't even AMC then. Remember, she's Australian. The AMC wasn't there. That's true. (laughs) I mean, you're probably not wrong about that, though, but uh, I'll bet you she's watched a few movies in AMC. Yeah, like, private shows that she bought out the whole theater for. She didn't get her popcorn, Santa Monica concession. Nope. Nope. Liar. Buy the milk duds, buy the bunch of crunch. Nobody buys milk duds. I don't mind them. They suck. (laughs) They are bottom tier candy. Fine. What's your go-to candy for the movie theater? If you Uh, had to pick candy. If I had to pick, I get something with chocolate in it, not caramel and chocolate, so it can melt into my popcorn. Bunch of crunch the best. I put it into the, I do raisinets and I sprinkle it in a little hot popcorn so it melts in. Yeah, it's good, but then you have a chocolate mess. Yeah. So? That's did you wipe your hands off and you never have a wet nap or anything? Uh, I have napkins. Yeah. Doesn't get chocolate off very well. What do you What do you think I'm doing here? It's like I'm not even fucking putting with my fingers. (laughs) I'm just saying. Jesus. You choose raisin nuts. Raisin nuts are not bad. A bunch of countries might go to. You know what? One I can't understand. There's a couple I can't understand. Um, Why people? Tamales. Oh yeah, they're gross anyway. But like, no one ever buys them. They just sit there. God, I remember at Carmike, we'd never sell hot tamales. We'd have contests about selling hot tamales. Whoever sold the most hot tamales in the weekend got their next their next Saturday shift lunch bought by the manager. And it's hard to buy. Hard <laughs> a to guy won with eight consecutive weeks of selling one hot tamale. <laughs> it, he just bought it himself. No one wants so hot tamales. <laughs> <laughs> and we just sell one. Pulls it that up. was back when candy, movie candy, at a, at a you know, the, the, the Carmike here was $2.35. That's how far back that was. Wow. That was also when they still had the dollar store in the mall, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, How do you combat that? Well, you can't because I remember my manager would get so mad because the girls at the dollar store, they would ask when you bought candy, do you want us to double bag that for you? Like being tongue-in-cheek like so they can't see what's in the candy. But like we couldn't take anyone's you can't do anything about it. Because like we're connected to a mall. Now, Marquee, technically we could not allow, but we're not connected to anything. Yeah. So they got to go to their car to come in anyway, so... Technically, if we wanted to enforce that, you have to leave your, your purse and your bags in the car. We we never. Did you could that. never. You could never make somebody leave their purse, though. Well, fine, but they might have like you know a, an injection they need or medicine. Or their money. <laughs> Fair. You know, a lot of ladies known for carrying their big wallets in their back pocket. Yeah. That's not a real thing. No, it's not. Okay, fine. <laughs> but I mean, we couldn't search anything at the mall. But at Marquee, we didn't really enforce it either, did we? I don't know. The one day when the guy tried to walk in with a box of pizza, <laughs> he just promptly walked him right back out. Yeah, well, I mean... The ball's on that I'm guy. saying, you shoot your shot, you might shoot your <laughs> shot. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, how many times we find pizza boxes in a movie theater? I mean, how many times... You think you walk in, like, look, I have a box of pizza. Do you want a slice? Man, just like... Right, I could be bought. Well. <laughs> you know. What, what's your bribe price? What's your what's your price you could be bought? For what? To get food in? To get, like, a, a box of pizza or, like, a foot-long sub. I don't know. I don't need a football. Football subs. That's pricey. That's like fifteen bucks now, bro. Yeah, it is. It's not that's cheap. a lot. That's as much as a movie cheap. ticket. Yeah, nothing's cheap anymore. That shit's expensive. Mm. Also, AMC. That's the way to go. Movie Pass or whatever it is now. AMC Stubs, A-list is absolutely A-list. the best yeah. way to go. By the way, can we? I just want to talk about a little Downs interaction we had. <laughs> so I bought. So on a list, I bought my. I bought my ticket for the nine twenty show. Ooh. And so I bought my. It was free. And then late up, night, we walked up to the. To the eighteen-year-old cashier, who I said I need kind of one more one more ticket. I had someone with me, and she said, "To what movie? What do you think? I'm going to send her to go watch Sonic. What do you think? Maybe. Like, Come on now. She could have went and saw Top Gun. She's probably <laughs> fucking awesome. She could have <laughs> <laughs> channeled her inner American. Yeah. Yeah. You um, want the full-on American experience? Here it, it is. It was not a good. This is it. Shirtless volleyball scenes. She was at the end of her shift, and she was in a, not. She was wanting to go home, so that was a rough transaction for us. But, but you were the guy that came at the end of the night, huh? You're that guy. I'm not the Twilight guy. No, no. Me. Um, but it was, it was interesting. Anyway, back to Downton. Abbey. Were you the only people in the 920 Downton Abbey? We definitely were the only people there. Yeah, <laughs> and they didn't. I had to go ask them to lower the lights. What? Like it didn't kick down? Which pissed me off quite a bit. Because where did you watch it? AMC. AMC. In, in the long hallway, the first auditorium? Yeah. Did the lights go down for you? Now that you mention it, I don't, I don't think they did. I did, well, 
I wasn't really paying that much attention to it because, one, it's Down Abbey, so I wouldn't really care. But if it was empty, I definitely would have wanted that. Well, I asked, the house lights still up, and the manager there told me, oh, for, for, for that movie, we're, we're keeping the lights a little brighter. I understand the crowd you're getting, and it's unnecessary to, like... Well, it's not a century show. Well, but, like, I understand that, but I think she meant, like, given the crowd... Be like, we don't want the, old people falling down the stairs? The steep-ass steps in that auditorium... I could see that, but I I don't want to watch a movie with lights on. Come on, I mean, I've done it before. Like I said, I've gone to sensory shows and they leave the lights at full go, so that's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it kind of takes you out of it, I think, mm. a little bit. Especially horror movies. You, you can't watch sensory show horror movies. I don't go to horror movies anyway. You, We've discussed you, you, this. You, you do. I mean, watch L- like two a year. We talk about it for this show. Like two a year. No. Okay, fine, but we do go to them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why are you pointing at me? God, I... Point you, you I, get me frustrated. I noticed this. Roger, what did you, not being a Downton Abbey fan, and I don't think you generally didn't like the movie. I think it was just okay for you. It's fine. It, it's a fine movie. What it, not being a Downton Abbey fan, not having seen the show, what did you like about it? What did you not like? Let me ask you that. I mean, it seems very well written. It's very intelligently written. Um, they don't waste words either. It's not like you don't get a whole bunch of like conversation that doesn't matter. Like Everything that they talk about in this movie matters. And the context of the movie. Um, there's no, like you said, there's no big action scenes. There's no extended amounts of even really running dialogue back and forth piece to piece. There are very few times in this movie you get more than two or three people speaking at all. It's true. Um, especially if something actually matters. Like you get the little round table effect a couple of times when they're they're bouncing off like, well, hey, why is, you know, why is this lady get left the villa and all this stuff like that but even then there's a really short like two or three minute scenes at that um i think that's just a testament to how the show must be made um i think they wanted to keep it as similar to a show to an episode as they could just make it a longer episode yeah it seemed so there's to me it seemed like there was two different storylines here obviously there was the, the, there's there's two, two the, for real yeah the movie being made the cast off. and then the the, their convenient escape while the movie's being made to the south of France, the villa. And from the trailer, it made it seem like Maggie Smith's character was going to have this weird past. Torrid love affair. Yeah, but it wasn't that. And I was kind of disappointed because I like that kind of thing where you, yeah, you know a character and then you kind of see what made them that character. But I'm kind of, I mean, there was a whole thing like, who's who's my father really? Yeah. One of the characters. Um but they didn't go as far bastard as son of France here <laughs> he could have been he could have you know um, they didn't really go as far as that as they could have but the movie didn't need to either it, no, no. it's kind of a built in thing to begin with uh, I, I was much more interested in the movie aspect of Downton the, rather than the, the villa in the South making France. the movie of in yeah. Downton Abbey because that's where the story was that's where you know that's where the story was especially with the, you, you know, think it's cool to live in a castle I would imagine so Roger. I think it's cool I would imagine so I bet your Wi-Fi sucks in there, though. <laughs> well, the walls are so thick. Yeah, of course yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it's all brick. Terrible, terrible. Um, where would you want to live in a castle? What country? Who cares? It's a castle. Fair. I didn't didn't anticipate that response. Sure. That's fine. Like, if you could live in a castle where you live now, you'd be like, hell yeah, let's do it. It'd be like a normal neighborhood and then a castle. We got some Maxwell's. They got a castle. Yeah, look at them. He's rich. Mm. But they're not rich. Would you have a moat? You got, you got to keep the riffraff out. Do you? Yes. Mm. You would. You absolutely would keep the riffraff out. I see that you're not a big fan of your loyal subjects. My goodness, Roger. Wow! Do you find every way to turn this against you me? You said it! That's <laughs> true. Well, riffraff, I said. Riffraff. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, the common people. The common oh, folk. Yeah. <laughs> the people without castles, you know. Yeah, you don't have a castle? You're shit to me. I didn't... I didn't hate this movie. I didn't love it. It just... It was a movie to me. It was... I would look at this movie and say, why does it get made? Well, I'm sure because they just... Well, they want Maggie Smith one last ride? Is that what it is? Well, I'm sure... I mean, that, that might be it, for I, real. That's, that's, my, that's my theory, is why this... Because, I mean, she's one of the founding characters, and she's one of the most important characters, and one of the biggest characters. So, for I mean, to, to give her that send-off in a, in a TV show, or an episode... I assume this movie, this was an episode, or at least part of a seri- part of the season, and then they're like, "No, we'll do it in a movie." Well, Downton Abbey hasn't been on TV since 2015. Oh, so it's over. I didn't even know it was over. Yeah, it okay. ran from 2010 to 2015. It's very popular, though. So yeah, um, I mean, it's part of the masterpiece collection for PBS, and 
Right, that much I know. I didn't know it was over. I probably should have researched that. I didn't know it was over. Um, and then four years after that, they did the last this movie, and then three years later, this one. But then they put a new era, like they're implying that other things are coming down the Downton Abbey pipe. Maybe, maybe this is a segue into firing the show back up. Which It could fine. be possible, it's right? totally fine. I mean, immensely popular show, though. Immensely popular. So they'd be foolish not to. I kind of get the vibe there was going to be more. Do you get that vibe for watching this? I mean, they definitely have a pathway to do it if they want to. Yeah, they definitely I, I mean, I probably wouldn't... I guess it just depends. How expensive is it to make this show? I mean, it can't be, really. Once you pay for the season, it's all the setups are the same, all the costumes are the same. It can't be uh, relatively inexpensive. There's, I mean, you're not green-screening gunfights gun and car chases and robots landing and aliens coming down. You just just dialogue. It's a character-driven thing. There's 52 episodes of Downton Abbey. And what, four seasons, five seasons, five seasons? Five. Mm. Maybe they'll do another movie. Maybe they'll... Incorrect, six, sorry. Six seasons of 52 episodes? No. 52 total episodes. Uh, but but six seasons, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Mm. But to me, this movie is... It was pleasant to watch. I didn't... I, I don't dislike it. Yeah, I don't either. It's just there. I'll be honest with you. I will never be able to be like, hey, man, did you check out that sweet Downton Abbey movie? I checked that out. I mean, I, it's but, not going to come into conversation. But the thing is, unless you're... Well, who's this made for, then? This made this is made fans for... Fans of Downton Abbey. Fans of Downton Abbey, which is... If you've never seen an episode of Downton Abbey and didn't see the first movie, you would literally not watch this movie. So what's the point? I'm surprised they made so much money based on that, though. That's the thing that kills me is... It's made a decent amount of money, and it costs forty to make. Let's say another ten for advertising. It's it's in the plus, I'd say. Um, yeah, it should be. Yeah. So I mean, all in all, I wasn't dissatisfied with the movie. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know what I was expecting. Just more of the what the first movie was. It was not a bad thing. I mean, it's a super British drama set in the like the twenties. It's exactly what you think it is. It is, you're right. And the drama part even can be questionable, even though it is classified as trauma, though. it's Everything worked out in the end. You know, everything was, you know, all the things are wrapped up. People are where they need to be. People are leaving with other people they need to leave with. And it's just, it to me, it's just more Downton Abbey. So, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't have a problem with it. Let's move to scoring it. Go ahead. Well, before we score it, oh, let's talk about the characters for one second, because there is a massive cast here. Yep. Some characters definitely more more prevalent than others. Yeah. Um, did you... So you were able to follow along with who the masters of the house were. Yeah. Who the, who the wait staff was. Yeah. Um, I mean, they make it pretty that. clear. Well, but they don't... It's not... I mean, they don't take The important people are upstairs. The yeah, non-important right. people are downstairs. Correct. Um, I, I, I guess my question is more... When it ended, were you satisfied with where the characters, where the arcs were, where they, where all the characters ended up? Yeah, I think so. Do you think they're done with Townsend? No. You don't think so? No. Why well, call it a new era? I, it's a good question. Well, I mean, you could have added something and you wanted to stinger on it, you make it something with more finality. Or the last chapter or some shit like that. Well, I think the last uh, shot... It doesn't have to be quite so menacing as the last chapter, I guess. Well, the last, <laughs> the last shot, which is, you know, the camera pans up and sees the, the portrait of... Maggie Smith's character. Lady Grantham. I don't know if... To me, that would... That shot says to me it's over. Because I, I've never... I don't remember the first few episodes, but if it started like that... You it know... She was dead. So I hung her picture on the wall, bro. Okay, well, I mean... but I mean, She was overlooking the house, though. To me, it says that could be the end. I guess it could be more, but... But the 28, isn't that the depression? Like, the next two years is a depression time? Yeah. Yeah. So... Weird. History, bro. Hmm. And of course, World War Two brings us out of the depression. Well, so yeah. Let's get into the good stuff. Uh, but I mean, we can move to score it. Sure. It's the reason I, I don't particularly because it. If you watch Downton Abbey, you want you wanted to watch it. You didn't just want. If you to, don't watch Downton Abbey, and you're not me, you we don't, don't watch podcast talk about it. Then sure, but I mean, to me, this is this, this was somewhere between a six and a seven. Let's say six point five. Yeah, sure. It's well written. The characters are, are very likable. It, it keeps you engaged. There's a couple of jokes. Um, 6.5 is where it sits for me. It's very enjoyable. It's not it's not dislikable. It's a fine movie. Yeah. Six. Six? Fin. Okay. <laughs> fiend. Fiend. 
I can't really say anything enlightening about it either, though. It's just it's made to be. Very I mean, likeable. it's a little convenient. You know, but isn't I mean? everything like? I mean, I don't know. Like Michelle Doherty's character, her husband. Does, did he just not want to come back and be part of the show anymore? I imagine they just didn't want to bring him back, right? For whatever reason. Then why don't you just kill him off? Well, just don't have to kill him off, but just if he ain't never coming back, I, he didn't come back for the movie. You think he's coming back for the show? That's a good point. Well, it might not have been his decision. Okay, then kill him off. Well, you gotta kill him or just write him out? Dude, it's the 20s. People died all the time. Sure, Roger. I, I'll give you He could have got hit by a fucking train. I don't know. Or a Model T. Fell off a horse. I don't know what... Fell the... off a horse and died. <laughs> Is that a common death back then? I mean, more common than getting hit by a Model T, I bet. <laughs> he got the pox, bro. I don't know. He got the pox, bro. Yeah. But um, somebody died of Spanish flu, that was still going on, probably. Probably. <laughs> and allegedly, I don't... <laughs> My good, all right, we're, we're long in the tooth about this Influenza. One. Influenza, indeed. Um, I don't think there's anything to hate about this movie. I don't think there's anything to, like, particularly write home about it. It's a nice... If, if, you, if you have the, the desperate, desperate... I always want to call it Desperate Housewives. If you have the Downton Abbey complete set on Blu-ray, you have the first movie, put this one right up there with it, you have the full saga... You can watch all... Did you like this one as much as you liked the first one? To be honest, I don't remember the first one. Are you sure you talked about it? Because I know I no, did. No, we did talk about it. I just don't remember it. Like, I don't... Mm. They said um, 2019. I'd have been on the show then, and I didn't talk about it. I was positive we did talk about it. Because mm. uh, I remember it, it ended with them, with the with the, 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 the Abbey in that what was supposed to be moonlight, like the last of the sunlight moon, or the sunlight coming hitting it, like the red... And then they're walking up the path, talking about how Downton will be there forever. That's what I remember the ending is. I don't remember what I don't remember exactly the, the events of the first one. And it's not necessary you watch the first Downton Abbey to for this one to make sense. It's a contained story. Yeah, so, but I, mean, I probably would have had much more character knowledge, like but does that thousands mean, more hours of character knowledge. But does that matter entirely? To no, except for the fact that I had no idea half the time when they say somebody's name, I didn't know who they were talking about until they showed that person. Right, I get because that because there were so many. You know, so many names. It's like Game of Thrones, man. That first season is so confusing. There's a lot happening. They don't break you in at all. They just... But... Nope, and then they crush your dreams at the end. We don't talk about season eight. We just don't. I wasn't talking about season eight. Well, good, because we don't talk about season eight. Did you hear me? Um, Benioff and Weiss, you're welcome to come on the show. What are you doing? I'm waving my fist in anger at Benioff and Weiss. <laughs> oh, show that's what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, okay. My fault. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. We, okay, okay. Downton Abbey. He is, wasn't really waving his fist. I was not waving my fist. You don't know what I was doing. That's Hand wank of, motion. Thank you for breaking the fourth wall. I appreciate that a great deal, Robert. That's what I'm here for. That's what you're here for. All right. All right. This has been episode 280A mm. of Ford Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. and every Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice. The following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment, comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. Don't forget to check out the page on Facebook. Always posting things there. Check us out on YouTube. Soon to make a return. And send us an email to For the Love of Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. And next week, it is all Tom Cruise all the time, baby. Top Gun. 1986 and Top Gun Maverick, which is apparently very good. So, hopefully, it, it is great. 